This podcast contains strong language, adult themes, and talk of horror and horror media. Listener discretion is advised. Before we begin today's mini-sode and explanation as to where I've been for the past couple of weeks, let's take a quick moment to hear from our podcast sponsor, Anchor. Hey everyone, so I admit this is going to be an oddly structured episode, because this isn't normally, this isn't actually an episode, it's more like a mini-sode, like I said on my Instagram and Twitter page. This is sort of just an update as to where I've been the past couple weeks, because I know that I am a really inconsistent uploader. If I was consistent, we wouldn't be having this discussion, but I can be incredibly inconsistent, and I can contribute that to two different things. The first of which, I can contribute it to my lack of work ethic. I'll admit, I have a pretty shitty one. When it comes to producing stuff, I get headstrong, I get in these moods, and these exciting little bursts of energy where I'm like all ready to go and ready to make something, and then the energy just stops. It's like it's like a sugar high, almost, when you eat a lot of candy, and then, or like drink a lot of soda, you, you guys get the idea, you, get, you drink and eat, and then you're like all hyped up, and then all of a sudden you use up all that energy way too soon, and you crash. That's kind of what it felt like. A lot of the episodes felt like that. It's because sometimes I had to force myself to make an episode just so you guys would have something to listen to. And as much as I care about you guys, the listener, I don't want to put so much stress and um, this idea of having to upload something on myself because it can take a toll on me as a person because then then I feel guilty for not uploading anything. But it's hard. Listening to a podcast is a lot easier than making a podcast. I'm not saying that you can't do it personally. Because I'm sure that if someone had the right tools and the talent, you could make a fucking amazing podcast. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is... it, it, it It gets to you, I guess. That I'm not putting out the most amazing content ever. Like, I've referenced other podcasts on here that are ten times better than this one. Not to put myself down or anything, but there are podcasts out there that are ten times better than this one. You could be listening to anything right now. You could be listening to the No Sleep podcast. You could be listening to Morning Cup of Murder. You could be... You could be listening to anything. Welcome to Night Vale, even. That's one of my all-time favorites. Not to plug them or anything, but if you want a story-based fictional horror podcast, I highly recommend you check out either No Sleep or Welcome to Night Vale, because both are phenomenally well put together. But what I'm getting at here is that I feel like I can't measure up to other content creators when it comes to podcasts, and so sometimes I'll just sit around and I get self-conscious. The other aspect of why I don't upload so much is my mental health. I don't like to share my personal information online at all. I don't like to dump baggage onto people because then I feel like I'm burdening them, but I feel like you guys will understand why you're getting so little episodes when you hear this. I I was diagnosed with depression back in, I believe, late 2019, early 2020. And 
I've been on pills for it ever since. And sometimes, yeah, this is where my lack of worth, worth ethic, excuse me, comes in. I sometimes forget to take my pills. That can, that can just be lazy. It could be a lack of routine and structure for myself. But I forget to take my pills, and then I get into these these weird, weird moods. It it's not fun having depression and anxiety and being a bipolar man, manic bipolar. Excuse me. I have a lot of mood swings. I have a big chemical imbalance in the brain, which, you know, I'm not here to, you know, cry out my sob story or anything, but that is one of the main reasons that you guys aren't getting consistent uploads is because my mental health can suck ass sometimes. And one thing that's caused my mental health to spiral again, not to, you know, burden you with my personal life, but... The last episode you heard had the co-host Kara in it. Well, Kara was my partner, and she had been for the past six months of my life. We started dating mid-October of 2021, and we broke up um, early March of this year. Originally, I thought it was because she thought I was unmotivated, which has a lot of validity behind it, because you guys don't get a lot of uploads, I don't get a lot of projects done, because outside of the podcast, I'm working on a short horror series on YouTube, which I will hopefully be able to give you guys more details about as the episodes come out, and if I get the necessary funding, which, you know what, now that I think about it, I might throw a link in there, so you guys can go and donate, if possible, I'm not, I'm not saying you must donate, but like, I would really appreciate it because this is going to be one of the coolest things I've ever made. Um, as a, uh, amateur filmmaker, it's been my dream to put out something for film or television. Uh, that, that was my phone. Sorry. <laughs> this is what happens when you record a podcast on your phone. You never know when you're going to get notifications. But like I was saying, Kara, we were in a relationship and we broke up this past March, uh, this early March, March not even over. Like I said, I believed it was because of me, but turns out, according to her roommate, which is a longtime friend of mine, she was cheating on me the whole time. Now, I'm not going to delete the episode because I would like to remember the good times that we had and not believe that the whole six months was a lie. But then again, I believe it's important for me to leave it up as a reminder for myself. Plus, it gives you guys something to listen to as well. She she did make a, a good co-host for an episode, but unfortunately, we, pat, we parted ways. And... A lot of this month has been me getting over that, and I've been in a really bad place, a really bad headspace, and I know I know it's not fair to you guys, because anyone who actually enjoys this podcast, I, I'm surprised if you do, but <laughs> if you enjoy this podcast and you're expecting more episodes, I apologize. I really am sorry for not being a consistent uploader. I just ask for your forgiveness in terms of my fake prom false promises that I've made, saying that I'm going to start consistently uploading, I say it, and then I don't actually do it, and I'm sorry. 
a lot, a lot's been going on in my life, and I feel like I owe it to you guys an explanation as to why you're not getting consistent uploads. But, and I mean it this time, don't, don't, <laughs> don't not believe me on this one, but hold on. Mouth was getting dry, sorry. I am going to start uploading episodes. I am going to try my hardest to upload at least three episodes a month. I'm not going to do every one every week, but three a month. I will let you guys know ahead of time on my Instagram and Twitter when this happens. And hopefully you guys get the memo and you can go and listen to them when I air them live. But yes, it's going to be three episodes per month. Some of the episodes I'm thinking about doing, uh, one of them will be covering the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. Um, another will be just talking with uh, a new friend of mine, actually, who has expressed interest in being a guest on the podcast and sharing her love for horror. And the third one being, I am currently in the works of getting some smaller horror guests onto the podcast. So hopefully we can schedule them and we can get them on. Some of them are from the Halloween and Saw franchises, so that is pretty cool. And I'm hoping that really works out because I want to give you guys something enjoyable to listen to. Because it's not so entertaining when it's a one-man show, is it? I mean, you're just listening to me ramble. And that could just be completely me. But... I don't know, if I was on the listener end, I'm just speaking candidly like I have been the whole time, <laughs> speaking candidly, if I was on the other end, I would find it a little odd that there was only a single co- or a single host talking about horror, because there's only so much one person can do, right? You can't play games, you can't, you can review stuff, but I mean, that's about it. You can give your thoughts on horror and all that. I feel like that's as far as that goes. I can read horror stories, which I'm, I will be continuing that series. Not today, but in the next episode, I will be continuing that series. I can read horror stories. I can review horror films, television books. Which, now that I think about it, I should probably give you guys something. Okay, so my rant is over when it comes to why I haven't been giving you anything. Let's... Let's get back to the horror aspect of the show. Why don't we, huh? I feel like you guys deserve it. Throughout the course of this podcast, I don't believe I've ever mentioned my favorite horror film. I might have mentioned a few favorites, but I've never actually had a solid answer. I could be completely wrong, but from my recollection, I've never had a solid answer as to what my favorite horror film is. And it took a lot of thinking, because over the course of media history, there have been a lot of great horror movies. It's hard to pick, because every director, every writer has a different style, and certain different directing styles and writing styles appeal to me in multiple different ways. And then again, there are adaptations of already written work from the horror genre that are really good. Take Stephen King's It, for example. Now, I'm going to 
be honest, I prefer the newer It's compared to the older one. That's nothing against Tim Curry or the cast of that original It, because that was phenomenal. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the hell out of that. But when it comes to works, I tend to go for more original things. You know, not already pre-existing franchises. If it's a continuation of that franchise, then yeah, so be it. But like, it's got to be the original piece. And for me, after thinking about it, for a long time, it used to be Poltergeist. Because from what I remember, that was the first real horror film I ever saw. I don't know why that one was the first, because that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. I was, I, like, I'll be completely honest, I believe I was transitioning between elementary school and middle school when I first saw that movie, and I had to keep my head down for a majority of the scenes. I believe both my parents fell asleep, so, so I wasn't able to embarrass myself in front of them by looking down, because I'm sure they were looking at me from time to time when the scary scenes would come up, but I kept my head down, and... I rewatched it not too long ago, and I regret it, because it's amazing. It's an amazing film. Now that I'm older, I can really appreciate horror and understand that it's all just fiction. It's all, yeah, poltergeists are a real thing, but it's all just fiction. But no, poltergeist is not. A runner-up would certainly be Sam Raimi's... Oh my god. Sorry, phone notification again. This is what happens when you record... A podcast on a phone. <laughs> My f- runner-up horror film is Sam Raimi's Evil Dead trilogy. Amazing set of films. Amazing set of films. What an amateur filmmaker like myself can do and grow it into a worldwide phenomenon of horror is insane. Because Sam Raimi was pretty young when he first made Evil Dead back in... Oh, God, what was it? 1980? Uh, no, wait, 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 wait. From my knowledge, I believe it was late 70s, early 80s. I don't know exact dates. Oh, my God, phone, please shut up. I don't know exact dates, but all I do know is that it was released mid- late 70s, early 80s, within that time frame. So, without giving a certain date, I should be within that ballpark. <laughs> But yeah, they're great. Just what one amateur filmmaker, a ragtag bunch of... Oh my god, phone, please stop. I'm turning off notifications after this. Oh my god. What a ragtag group of cast and crew and an amateur filmmaker can do with like an amazing story and a low budget is insane. Because his camera work, anytime Sam Raimi does a film, you can instantly tell it's his style. Because of certain camera angles, certain camera shots, cameos even. You know, Bruce Campbell cameos in almost all of uh, Sam Raimi's films. Because of the fact of Evil Dead. And, not to get off track or anything, but I did hear that Bruce Campbell is going to cameo in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Which is also being directed by none other than the GOAT himself, Sam Raimi. I'm super excited for that. Uh, it's, it's, it's shaping up to look like a thriller Marvel movie with horror aspects. I mean, so is the Moon Knight series, but I'm certainly looking forward to Doctor Strange. 
not to discourage Moon Knight or anything, which comes out March 30th, but that's besides the point. That's my runner-up franchise. Although out of the three of those films, Evil Dead 2 is my favorite. I, I'm not sure why. I just feel like it's an upgrade. My all-time favorite horror film is a little-known film. Depends on the fan base. I really hope people know this because it's a phenomenal film. From uh, the studio IFC Midnight, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Now, I know what you're thinking. I've never heard of that. I, uh, what's that about? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> so, it is about a mystery woman who gets brought in to a autopsy lab below a funeral home. A morgue, obviously. I was wondering what the word was. And so, this, the owner and his son, who kind of co-run the morgue together... They get to work on dissecting the body, and the more they dissect, the more weird stuff starts to happen within the, the laboratory. And the more they dig into the girl, they find out more and more unsettling stuff and more and more disturbing things happen. Visions, things that move, the body moving, hallucinations, stuff like that. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it. I almost did. I almost gave away the ending. No, but I'm not going to spoil it. But I highly recommend that you check this one out. Because it's my favorite, obviously, and phenomenal writing, phenomenal cast. You can't go wrong with Brian Cox. You cannot go wrong. He's an am amazing actor. And all the other characters, you genuinely care about them. Because during the movie, there's a storm, but... The coroner's son, Morgoner's son, is supposed to go out on a date with his girlfriend, but because of the weather and the fact that this body came in, uh, he couldn't go. And you feel bad, because you, you, you can genuinely see real emotion within these characters, in these actors. They pull it off so very well. And the fact that they can tell an amazing story from just one location... One location. They don't have to go all over the place. They don't need a town. They don't need... They, they don't need a entire summer camp or a mall or some other typical horror setting. They just need a coroner's laboratory. And I, I, I think that's insane how well that works. Because morgues are scary. Morgues are terrifying. It's just a bunch of dead bodies. You don't know what's going to happen. You try and rationalize it in your head, but in the moment, you're like, ugh, this is terrifying. So it works great. And the, the the one thing this film does well is dread. Oh my god, does it do dread well. Because it sets up these moments that you know something's going to happen. You, you can see it from a mile away, but you can still feel your skin crawl. That's not to say that the scares in this movie are bad. No. They're phenomenal. They're great. It's the sense of dread you have. You feel like you're there. You feel like you are in the movie. You're there with them, uncovering the secret, skin layer by skin layer, with the two. And it gets intense. It gets scary. It The sense of dread that you have 
is unrelenting. It does not let up. From the moment that body comes into the office to the moment, you know, well, the, the, the unspeakable spoilerly, spoiler, I can't, how would that be pronounced? Spoiler re, yeah, that one ending <laughs> happens. It's all dread all the time. And they do a really good job with it. The camera work sells it. The lighting, the the set design, it's all really well put together. And I, I, I gotta hand it to the, the writer. Whoever came up with the story really knows how to write a good mystery. Because at first, she's obviously just some Jane Doe, right? Some no-name. You don't know what she is, what she's about, what she does, where she's from. And as you just keep digging into her body and dissecting it and recording your notes, you start to figure out more and more little things. And then little things start happening around the laboratory. And these little things coincide with the body, and you start to put two and two together, and then you're like, oh, oh, she's that? Oh, okay. That's that, that's kind of how it was with me. I was, I was like, <gasps> I mainly just gasped. I didn't really have any words during it because I was just so enveloped in the story. But the person who knows this, or the person who wrote this film knows how to write a good mystery. They know how to work backwards. They know how to start with the ending and unfold it so you don't know what's going on at the beginning. Like any good uh, mystery writer, like Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, he can do that seamlessly with every Sherlock story, short story, or like little... Um, editorial he wrote. He was phenomenal at it, and this person really seems to get it. So, with the mystery aspect, the unrelenting amount of dread, phenomenal writing, phenomenal casting, phenomenal cinematography, and everything above, that is why this is my favorite horror film. And I highly recommend that you ch you totally check it out. I'm not too sure where it's streaming. I believe it's on Shudder, last I checked. Which, get Shudder if you don't have Shudder. Amazing, it's the Netflix of horror movies. <laughs> but yes, if you don't have Shudder, get Shudder so you can watch The Autopsy of Jane Doe. My all-time favorite horror movie. Currently, could be dethroned. Who knows? Might find out in future episodes. So, I know that was short, but that's going to do it for this mini-sode, which makes a lot of sense since it was, like, you know, less than a half hour. Normally, episodes are going to be an hour or longer, if I can plan them out that well, but that's going to do it for today's episode. I really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to my bullshit <laughs> about why I haven't been around for very long, and I mean it, I promise, I promise, I promise... I will start uploading three episodes a month. Three. I haven't decided the date yet. Just know there will be three episodes scattered throughout the rest of the year. No, uh, the rest of the, the the months in this year. I, sh oh, God, I suck at talking. 
But regardless, thank you for tuning in. If you want to follow us anywhere else on social media, you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram by searching up Spoopy Podcast. That is S-P-O-O-P-Y Podcast. Spoopy Podcast. I don't know the tags off the top of my head, so you're just going to have to bear with me and search those up. And you will most likely find our socials by just doing that. I'm trying to work on getting more socials, like an actual Facebook discussion page and everything in between. But regardless, thank you for tuning in, and I will see you guys in the next episode.